This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 20th, 2015. More than a Christmas story, whose birthday is it anyway? And so we continue our series, uh, More Than a Christmas Story. Today our focus is on whose birthday is it anyway? Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Thank you, Lord, for bringing us, (coughs) excuse me, here today. It's no accident that any one of us are here. And we would ask for you Mm. to remove any distractions that we might have about what's happening at 12 o'clock and just really have laser focus on you. Thank you for your word found in scripture, for the truth of scripture, and for your life, who we celebrate today. We pray this in your most holy name, and all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. So growing up, I don't really remember a whole lot of big, uh, extravagant birthday parties. Usually it was just family, and you know, my parents, my sisters, and Carrie when she was uh, part of the scene there. So but I do remember what my, what my birthday dinner always was. Always was. They said it. Who's, okay, what's Alan's favorite meal? Mom's homemade spaghetti and meatballs. That was it. And for dessert, it was always Boston cream pie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So for me, it was watermelon. My birthday is June 29th and summertime, so I always had watermelon for my birthday treat. Mm. And then gifts, I don't remember a lot of big extravagant gifts. You know, I remember when I was seven, I got a, like a three-speed bike. I remember because it, it was 26 inches and I was seven, and so it was a kind of discrepancy between its size and my size, but not a lot of big extravagant gifts. Well, that's back in the day when we got our little training wheels and then we got the real bike and there weren't all those other bikes in between. Yeah, yeah. Blocks, pedal blocks. For my birthday when I was young, um, I really enjoyed celebrating it with my cousin who was born on the same day, only two years uh, older than I am. So we had this great family celebration and a picnic at my grandmother's house. And that's what always made my birthday. I'm talking of extravagance, a few years ago, Carrie completely surprised me with a camera that uh, I love to shoot, but I hadn't had a digital camera. She bought me one that was just totally out of our normal birthday price range. It was, it was way over the top. And then, then for my 60th birthday, she and, uh, and my kids gave me this lens for the camera that was even more extravagant, more crazy out of the normal birthday price range. So those are the really extravagant birthdays that I remember. One of my favorite places in the whole wide world is sitting at the beach. That's right. Is that Tom back there? You know it. Sitting at the beach. So a few years ago, uh, Alan surprised me for my birthday with um, a time in Outer Banks with our kids. What birthday was that? Not telling. So anyway, (laughs) but it's not the 61. So anyway. It was what? uh, What? Anyway, so... You better watch out. You better not cry. I won't cry. I'm not going to cry. Cole, that's it. Cole. All right. Okay, marriage mentoring 101. You don't talk about your wife's age. 
Why? <laughs> and we digress. Uh, we sure do. The best present when I got older, one of the best ones, was that uh, time at the beach. And he not only had our kids there, but my mom was there and my brother Jeff uh, from Rhode Island and his family. And we just had a great time. And while I didn't like the number that that birthday represented, I did, it was all worth it so that we could be together at the beach. So the question is, what about you? Do you have, Chris, do you have birthday memories? Great uh, extravagant gifts or gifts that had special meaning? Do you have yearly routines? Or perhaps birthdays uh, weren't so uh, great and you, know, you come from a whole different framework with that. Uh, did you have big celebrations or fairly quiet? celebrations. So here's a question for you. Have you ever wondered how Jesus celebrated his birthday? I mean, I'm trying to imagine it when I'm putting this together this week. I'm trying to imagine one of those cone hats with the rubber, th and I just can't see it. I just can't see it on Jesus. I'm, it's just not, or the balloons and a big honking cake in front of him. I, I'm having trouble picturing that. And as he blows out the candles, what would he wish for? Well, I can imagine what he wished for. He would wish for well, what he brought to the world, salvation. That would be his wish, that we would all be in relationship with him. But other than that, I'm, I'm having trouble picturing the cone hat and everything. So we're back to the main question. We've already asked it a couple times. Would you share the main question with me? Whose birthday is it anyway? You know, I think sometimes we forget what it's all about. I know I have at times where we get so caught up in the, the stuff of Christmas and, and the details and the gift giving and gift buying and all that kind of stuff that we completely tend to miss what the real deal Jesus is all about. Here's, here's something to think about. How would you like it if at your next birthday there's this huge gift exchange that included everybody but you. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how Christmas works, doesn't it? And then the question is, why do we have this gift exchange anyway? You know, some believe it may be kind of a, uh, in memory or in honor of the, uh, of the wise men who brought gifts to Jesus, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and it's a continuation, and since he's not here, we exchange them with each other. Another explanation is that uh, many of the popular Christmas customs that we celebrate actually date back to customs that were in existence before uh, even the time of Jesus and, and the old pagan customs. And, and one example is a, a Roman festival uh, that celebrated the winter solstice, a winter celebration. They called it the Festival of Saturnalia, which they exchanged gifts. And when that population in Rome then became more and more Christian, they would hold on to those old festivals but add new meaning. In other words, they would now exchange gifts, not for the solstice festival, but for the Christmas festival or the celebration of Jesus' birth and would exchange gifts in honor of that. Who knows? So back to the question, what's the question? Whose birthday is it anyway? Well, since December 25th is the day we do celebrate Jesus' birthday, we then ask this question, what how would he want us to celebrate his birthday? How would Jesus want us to celebrate his birthday? 
Jesus gives us some insight to this very thing in the Bible. We read in the Gospels, that those are the four books about Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We read in the book of Matthew just prior to the Last Supper, that last time that he sat with his disciples before he was going to be crucified. He was spending some time teaching because he would no longer be with them. And there was a point where he was teaching his disciples and the crowds, and um, he talked about how things would be when he was no longer with them, when he would be in glory with his Father in heaven. He said that um, there would be a glorious throne surrounded by angels, all nations would be gathered, and he would separate one from another, just as shepherds separate sheep from goats. He said sheep would be on the right and goats on the left. And he said this, he said, then the king, that is Jesus himself, will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Well, the people didn't quite understand what he was talking about because they didn't see Jesus hungry or thirsty or any of the other things. But Jesus goes on to kind of say the punchline, the most important thing. And he says, I tell you the truth. And we have been talking about truth, haven't we? In November, we did um, truth. Anyway, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, say the rest with me, you did, did for me. me. Absolutely. In other words, what we do for those around us, we do for Christ. He especially wants us to care for those who can't care for themselves, for those who have nobody to care for them. There are a lot of people like that, the least, the last, the lost. And so we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. He wants us to be Jesus with skin on, absolutely. So you see, that's the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus in a nutshell. And we've got all the power to do just that, to be the hands and feet in Christ, because the Holy Spirit gives us that power. It's not about us, it's not what we do, but it's about what Christ does through the Holy Spirit using each one of us. And you know, it's not a new message. It's what Jesus had been sharing with his followers from the very beginning. You know, when there was a crowd, the story that many of you may be familiar with, a crowd of, of 5,000 families who'd come to Jesus for some healing prayer, and, 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 and it was an all-day kind of thing that got late, and they were hungry, and, and the disciples come to Jesus, encouraging him to send the crowds away so that they could go buy some food for themselves. And Jesus said that they didn't need to go away. He said, you, to the disciples, you give them something to eat. They're like, what's this guy talking about? There's 5,000 families here. And then one little boy in the crowd comes up and gives up his snack pack that his mom had packed for him. Five loaves, 
two fish. <laughs> Five loaves, two fish, probably 20,000 people. What would you think? <laughs> but they said, Jesus, uh, <laughs> we got this <laughs> here. And so Jesus took it and he blessed it and gave it back to them. You know, they fed all those people and had, I think it said 12 baskets left over. Wow. You, you see, in, in God's economy, there is plenty. There's even food left over. It's up to us to give Jesus what we have so he can bless it, give it back to us <laughs> so that we can then distribute it and feed the world. Pastor and author Mike Slaughter, he uh, is pastor at Ginghamsburg Church, United Methodist Church in Ohio. He wrote a book, Christmas is Not Your Birthday. Some of what we're saying has been taken from that. We want to give him the credit. But he shares in his book this, this really important thing. The resources of heaven do not fall from the sky. They are released through God's people. God creates miracles through the resources that you and I hold in our hands. Moses' staff used to part the Red Sea David's five smooth stones used to kill Goliath, the widow's oil, which lasted much longer than it should have, six water jars at a wedding reception, Jesus turned water into wine, another's widow, another widow's two small coins, giving all she had, and a boy's lunch comprising of five pieces of bread and two small fish, feeding 5,000 families, these are the resources that miracles are made of. And then Slaughter goes on to point out how we love to use the word but. One T. As in, as in uh, he, he says this, but, but we only have five loaves and two fish, the disciples answered. Or how about these? Maybe you have used or have heard these. But we can't feed everybody. But we're trying to save money to build that new church up on 301. But I'm not even sure if I'll have my job in six months. But we can't do any more. We're already stretched to the limit. The list goes on. And Slaughter shares this insight. He says it's time to commit to losing our big butts. <laughs> After all, Jesus doesn't save us to get us into heaven, but to get heaven into us. Jesus saves us for the purpose of channeling the resources of heaven onto earth. Jesus needs the five loaves and two fish that you have in your hand, no matter how futile your, your financial situation may seem. So Mike Slaughter also points out the sequence of events. The disciples, they give their meager resources to Jesus. Jesus blesses them, gives them back to the disciples for distribution. And things are miraculously multiplied. And that's how it happens in our lives. When we're obedient to what Christ gives us, uh, how we, our resources, our gifts, our talents, our time, 
when we obediently give that to Jesus, Christ blesses it, gives it back to us to distribute, to share with others. You see, that's how God's kingdom distribution works. That's what it means, kingdom economics 101. That's how God has it structured for us to share what God has given us with others to um, help share a world that is really full of hope because of Jesus Christ. Yep, that's God's economy. In God's economy, here's a very much a kingdom fact. There's enough food in the world so that no one has to go hungry. That's a fact. And so we don't have a food problem, a food volume problem. What we have is a food distribution problem. Now, we might not be able to food, change the worldwide food distribution, although, on the other hand, who says we can't? But we can certainly have an effect on what we have at hand. It's important to remember the scripture we shared a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about generosity. Galatians 6, six verse 7, the New Revised Standard Version of Scripture do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For you reap whatever you sow. When we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. When we sow generously, we reap generously. Back to what Slaughter says. God releases the resources of heaven through obedient people. You are created to be the channel through which God's blessings flow to meet the needs of God's children. But Jesus needs what you are holding in your hand. So whose birthday is it anyway? When Jesus was born in the manger in the stable in Bethlehem, God entered the world in the flesh, came down from heaven to join us, to let us know just how much he cared, just how much he loves us, just how much he wants to be with us. He came not to take away all of our challenges, all of our difficulties, or all of our battles, but to let us know he's there to join us in the fight, to encourage us, to support us, to empower us. Jesus didn't come to take away all the poverty in the world. As it says someplace in Scripture, the poor will always be with us. Didn't come to take away all the poverty, but to empower us as we fight against it. As we take our resources to him, they're multiplied, gives them back to us in order to make a difference in the world around us. Jesus didn't come to even take away the evil in the world, but to join us as we battle against it. While Jesus is the light of the world, he tells us that we too are the light of the world as we allow the love light of Christ to shine through us, bringing light to an otherwise very dark world, bringing Christ's goodness where evil otherwise reigns. So the question again is this, whose birthday is it anyway? And we ask that actually for um, maybe a self-imposed double check on how we're doing with that. So really busy few days coming up for many of us. And it's so important to keep the main thing, the main thing. And none of this is meant to cut in on anybody's fun at all. But actually, when we are obedient and live our life and share our resources, time, talent, and gifts the way God 
wants us to, it really leads to a life of joy. Joy to the max. We love uh, giving gifts to our kids and grandkids, and um, it's fun to receive as well. But at the same time, it's so important as parents, as grandparents, to teach what this is all about, to help, help our kids keep their perspective as well. Are we caring for the least, the last, and the lost? Are we paying attention in the midst of the craziness to that friend who might need a phone call or to the family member who seems troubled? We're all included in this least, last, and lost at times in our lives. And our prayer is for each of us to not be so consumed with the craziness that will occur probably when we leave this place, but that we're tuned in to what God wants us to do and to say, to be God's hands and feet, sharing God's goodness with those around us. Mm. So whose birthday is it anyway? You know, we celebrate the generosity that you all have shown as you've taken mittens off those tree, that tree out there so that five families could celebrate a Christmas. We celebrate the, the blankets that you've bought for Koshi's kids so that, um, so that they might be just a little bit warmer over there on the other side of the world. We celebrate the boxes that you filled and sent, a thousand of them for Operation Christmas Child. Boxes that are filled not only with toys and, and other things like gloves and, mitten, uh, gloves and shoes and stuff like that, but also filled with the opportunity for that kid to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we celebrate the cookies you've made and uh, maybe packing up, this, or we're going to be packing up today right after church and then, and then be distributed on Christmas Eve, sharing God's love in a very practical way with someone who has to work, can't join us for worship, someone who may not have an inkling who, who Jesus is, but is going to have a touch of God's love thanks to you. So this question, whose birthday is it anyway, is, is asked to help each one of us keep our priorities in line and always being ready to release what we have, what God has given us to meet unmet needs of those around us. Whose birthday is it? We, we know it's Jesus. It's Jesus' birthday. That's who we celebrate and the best gift that we can give Christ, first of all, is to receive the salvation, the new life that Jesus gives us when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. But once we do that, to share that with others. It is a life like none other, and it's the best life. As together, we connect people with Jesus and the life, the new life, that he offers. That's the good news, Connection Church. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Almighty God, um, it is a simple question, whose birthday is it anyway? And we're like, yeah, of course we know it's your son Jesus's, but in all honesty, at times we lose that focus. And we at times don't have our priorities lined up the way you would want them to be. Thank you for loving us in spite of that. 
thank you, Lord, for um, the best gift that you give us, salvation, new life, a life that we realize gives us hope and a future. Thank you for loving us so much, Almighty God, for coming down to earth and piercing that darkness, bringing light into a dark world, and then sharing that light with us so that we can share with others. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 301-242-1111.